Hello, my name's David Brook. It's the 24th of September, Thursday the 24th of September, um, and I'm here to bring you our latest in a series of daily reflections for the international season of creation. Uh, today I have entitled my reflection, Looking Expectantly to God, and it's based around Psalm 104. I'm reading here from the message paraphrase of the Bible. O oh my soul, bless God. God, my God, how great you are, beautifully, gloriously robed, dressed up in sunshine and all heaven stretched out for your tent. You built your palace on the ocean deeps, made a chariot out of clouds and took off on wind wings. You commandeered winds as messengers, appointed fire and flame as ambassadors. You set earth on a firm foundation so that nothing can shake it ever. You blanketed earth with ocean, covered the mountains with deep waters. Then you roared and the water ran away. Your thunder crash put it to flight. Mountains pushed up, valleys spread out in the places you assigned them. You set boundaries between earth and sea. Never again will earth be flooded. You started the springs and rivers, sent them flowing among the hills. All the wild animals now drink their fill, wild donkeys quench their thirst. Along the river banks the birds build nests, ravens make their voices heard. You water the mountains from your heavenly cisterns, earth is supplied with plenty of water. You make grass grow for the livestock, hay for the animals that plough the ground. Oh yes, God brings grain from the land, wine to make people happy, their faces glowing with health, a people well fed and hearty. God's trees are well watered, the Lebanon cedars he planted. Birds build their nests in those trees, look, the stork at home in the treetop. Mountain goats climb about the cliffs, badgers burrow among the rocks. The moon keeps track of the seasons, the sun is in charge of each day. When it's dark and night takes over, all the forest creatures come out. The young lions roar for their prey, clamouring to God for their supper. When the sun comes up, they vanish, lazily stretched out in their dens. Meanwhile, men and women go out to work, busy at their jobs until evening. What a wildly wonderful world, God! You made it all with wisdom at your side, made earth overflow with your wonderful creations. Oh look, the deep wide sea brimming with fish past counting, sardines and sharks and salmon. Ships plough those waters, and Leviathan, your pet dragon, romps in them. All the creatures look expectantly to you to give them their meals on time. You come and they gather around. You open your hand and they eat from it. If you turned your back, they'd die in a minute. Take back your spirit and they die. Revert to original mud. Send out your spirit and they spring to life. The whole countryside in bloom and blossom. The glory of God. Let it last forever. Let God enjoy his creation. He takes one look at earth and triggers an earthquake, points a finger at the mountains, and volcanoes erupt. 
Oh, let me sing to God all my life long, sing hymns to my God as long as I live. Oh, let my song please him. I'm so pleased to be singing to God. But clear the ground of sinners, no more godless men and women. O oh, my soul, bless God. During this time where our reflections have been based on creation, there has been a theme each week. This week it is creation and worship, and so far we've thought about thanksgiving and praise, confession and lament. Today we think about confidence in God, the conviction that we express in our weekly worship through our creeds. And Psalm 104 shows perfectly how that confidence has been expressed by God's people down the ages. It's an incredibly different approach, but we'll come to that again at the end. Psalm 104 has a wonderful shape and an interesting balance. It opens with a shout of praise in verse 1. Verses 2 to 10 outline all that God did in the act of creation. Verses 11 to 31, the core verses, explore the ways in which God is still active, creating and providing, and culminating with the hope that God's glory will last forever. Verse 32 takes just a sideways glimpse at the fact that, on the flip side, God's power extends to being able to control earthquakes and volcanoes with a single glance or a flick of a finger. And then, before a final echoing shout of praise, the psalm closes with a curious couple of verses about humankind's role in all of this. Verses written from a perspective of utter humility. So, out of 35 verses, over a quarter are about the creation, with capital letters, and well over half are about God's ongoing work of creation and the ways he cares and provides for all that he's made. What theologians call providence. It's a graphic catalogue of God's attention to detail, and the message translation expresses it wonderfully and delightfully in playful language that really brings the psalm to life. I love the way it opens, using the image of God being clothed in creation and dwelling in the tent of heaven. O oh my soul, bless God. God, my God, how great you are, beautifully, gloriously robed, dressed up in sunshine, and all heaven stretched out for your tent. And with quite a bit of geology in my scientific training, I love verse 8, which describes, actually quite accurately, but using picture language, the movements we now call plate tectonics, as continents divide and collide. Mountains pushed up, valleys spread out in the places you assigned them. How, I ask myself, could the psalmist possibly know of something that's only entered into modern science in the last 100 years? I don't have an answer. I can only wonder at the fact. And let's not forget that one of the places where the valleys spread out is the great East African Rift Valley, that cradle of life where the oldest pre-human bones are to be found. Don't tell me science and faith are at odds. And can you tell me what other psalm has mountain goats, badgers, lions, dragons, sardines, sharks and salmon? I thought not. Wonderful stuff. And then we have verses 27 to 30 at the heart. All the creatures look expectantly to you to give them their meals on time. 
You come and they gather around, you open your hand and they eat from it. If you turned your back, they die in a minute. Take back your spirit and they die, revert to original mud. Send out your spirit and they spring to life, the whole countryside in bloom and blossom. Those verses are an expression of utter reliance, utter dependence, but spoken out of utter confidence and utter humility. Those two things, confidence and humility, seem to me to go hand in hand. All of which prepares the ground for those last few verses which first express the hope that God will enjoy his creation, then that we will sing to God our whole lives long, and finally that our song will please him. And that brings me to what's so different from one of our familiar creeds. It isn't a set of about a set of facts about God or ideas or beliefs, it's about earthy, bodily, whole person experiences of God and the things that connect us, creation, creator and created. So Psalm 104 invites us to wonder, to play, to delight, to dependence, to humility, to confidence. Who could refuse that invitation? Hmm. Well, if only more would hear it, there would be no godless men and women. We would all know what we would be missing. As the psalm concludes, O oh my soul, bless God. And for a creation-themed profession of faith by Per Harling from this year's International Season of Creation Resources, you can find a link in the written reflection online. Shall we end by praying together? As disciples of Jesus across Wigan, across the Diocese of Liverpool and across the world, we pray together in the words that Jesus taught and using the version most familiar to us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And whatever lies ahead for you today, may God go with you.